This episode of the Kuu Muay Thai Podcast is brought to you by PMTLifestyle.com, authentic Muay Thai lifestyle by Kuu. Definitely go check out the website at PMTLifestyle.com for some awesome lifestyle merchandise. That's for those of you out there either involved in Muay Thai, looking at getting involved in Muay Thai, and embrace a healthier lifestyle to live the life of Nak Muay. Go check it out. Welcome to this episode of the Kuu Muay Thai Podcast. This is the series of me sharing my book, Preparing for Your First Muay Thai Fight, first edition. I'm making this public after it being published a few years back. I hope you find some value in it. You might notice that as you're going through it, you probably wish you had it written down or in a book format in front of you. You can definitely still go purchase this over on Amazon. The link is in the show notes, Preparing for Your First Muay Thai Fight by Johnson Boo. Chapter 14, Rest and Recovery. Rest and recovery are important parts of preparing for your first Muay Thai fight. They are part of the building blocks for having success at anything, even outside of Muay Thai. When in Thailand, you'll see the fighters sleep a lot, and I mean a lot. Morning training is usually followed up with a nap after eating and prior to afternoon training. There are significant studies showing how intertwined sleep and your hormones are actually related. If you think about training as a stressor on your body, as you're putting strain your body through all that is entailed with training, in order for your body to recover, it will require ample rest and recovery. Sleep is one of the key components of this. We will utilize the legs at the wall routine to help us facilitate unwinding at the end of the day, as well as a way to focus. This is especially helpful if you're having a hard time turning off your mind before going to bed, especially fight week jitters. As a general rule of thumb, you'll want to aim for between 8 to 10 hours of sleep per night when training. Every person is different, but I found that when I slept less than 8 hours, I would massively underperform and gas out during training when I should be getting ready to peak. I found that 9 hours of sleep is the ideal time frame of sleep in order for me to perform. A training journal is what helped me diagnose what works best for me. I noticed that the days that I was doing everything I should to prepare, I would, uh, I would perform my best. I would underperform when I slept less than nine hours. When I slept at least nine hours, I would have massive energy in some of the best sessions and performance and training. So you have to do some experimenting to see what works for you. You'll often hear the term overtraining thrown around, but I feel that this is a way of just justifying an athlete for under recovering. So if you're feeling burnt out in training and not sure why, take a look at your sleep. I also suggest the use of Epsom salt soaks to help relax your body during training cycles. You'll find that your body gets overly tight throughout the week, even with stretching. This is normal. The Thai method would suggest a massage. If you can afford to get a legitimate Thai massage, not a rub and tug, guys, then definitely include that into your regimen. If you're in Thailand, then you're very affordable, and you can consider it as part of your training costs. Back to Epsom salts, though. The Epsom salt soaks is best if you can do to complete submersion in a bathtub. If you don't have a bathtub, even just soaking your feet in a mixture of Epsom salt and warm water will have benefits. You can also soak a towel in this solution and place it on the areas that you are most tight. The main thing we are looking at getting your body to do is to relax. Epsom salt is high in magnesium, which is the mineral that is responsible for the opposite of muscle contraction. Relaxation! After your Epsom salt treatment, I highly suggest a deep and relaxing stretching as your muscles would be much more supple after the soak. A good time for legs at the wall as well. We aim to do this one to two times per week depending on how fatigued your body feels. Hydration is also a key factor to recovery, and I'll touch more on that in another chapter. 
As a general rule of thumb, you'll want to aim for drinking at least one gallon of purified water every day. With the amount of training and work you'll be doing, you want to make sure you keep your body hydrated to prevent unnecessary fatigue and cramping. I prefer some coconut water, unsweetened, in a can, or directly from the coconut if possible. This is not to be confused with coconut milk as they are very different. Coconut water contains a good mixture of electrolytes, minerals, that will help you rehydrate at a faster rate than just plain water. Think of it as a rehydration supplement. On top of all this, it's important that you can unwind from your day, no matter what may be stressing you. When you use the word stress, remember that training is a form of stress on your body. Your sleep will help you recover and train harder the next day. I found that having a hobby outside of Muay Thai can help you stay relaxed on your off day. On Sunday or during your downtime, I personally will hang with some friends or my uh, friends and family at the beach or go for a low intensity hike, read a book, make some food, spend time with your family, etc. Chapter 15. Diet and Healthy Habits I hesitate to use the word diet in here as very rarely are fighters on a diet. Fighters will go into a regimented diet as fighters' time to compete approaches to trim down extra water weight as Muay Thai is a weight class-based sport. Your relationship to gravity and the earth matters in preparing for your first Muay Thai fight, so you have to plan accordingly. The term I prefer to use is healthy habits. This is a better reflection of what we will instill in our fighters. Healthy habits are things that we maintain year-round and make choices based upon long-term health goals and growth as martial artists. Diets, however, are not year-round and are short-term. Healthy habits include your dietary intake. There are definitely a few books out there that cover this topic in extreme detail, and I highly suggest you pick these up. First one is Living Lean by Mike Dolce. It's a healthy lifestyle book full of shopping list recipes and ways to instill healthy habits. The Dolce Diet, Three Weeks to Tread by Brandy Rune and Mike Dolce. A weight-cutting guide for competitive athletes as instilled on the protocols outlined in Living Lean. These two books are something I find constantly recommending to our fighters when they first approach me about dietary intake and building a healthy lifestyle. I found these books after I had been experimenting for some time and feel they most accurately reflect what I found to work for both myself and our fighters. Personally, I've been experimenting with a completely plant-based diet for the past year. It has now been over four years as of writing this book. I had a poor experience with it before where I faced issues of low energy, but my weight was good for, or the opposite, which was my weight was high, bad for Muay Thai, and high energy. I feel like it's definitely taken me some time. I've adjusted to a completely plant-based diet at this time. My energy has gone up exponentially. My weight remains closer to where I like to be in regards to Muay Thai. I recommend exploring this option, not to mention the two books mentioned above have vegetarian vegan options written in the books. Other things to consider in regards to healthy habits are making sure you take time to recharge your energy level. Focusing 100% on Muay Thai 247-365 is great and all, but you're bound to need to recharge. It's important that you balance having some social, mental, spiritual, and physical outlets to allow yourself some social, mental, spiritual, and physical outlets and to cross-train yourself. The benefits of cross-training will make you recharged and more excited about Muay Thai again. This is especially important after your first Muay Thai fight to be able to maintain normalcy and keep your emotions at bay. <clears throat> Chapter 16, Making Weight. I'm not a doctor and I don't recommend you do any extreme weight cutting or dehydration to make weight. With that said, it's a very real part of preparing for your first Muay Thai fight is making weight. If you follow this book for your training as close as possible, along with the books above I recommended, you should have no issue losing weight. There are exceptions to the rule, and in my experience, women have a much harder time losing temporary weight than men do. I've had a healthy stable of women fighters, and some have no issues, but quite a few were doing more than enough to make weight, but still struggled all the way to the scale. 
I really like the breakdown in the Mike Dolce three weeks to shredded book on how to taper the week of the fight. I highly suggest you read the book for any weight loss challenges you may be facing. Here are some of my tips for trimming down for weighing. Sleep a lot. If you add one to three extra hours of sleep on your schedule as your body will most likely need it from the hard training anyways, wear yourself before bed and in the morning when you're naked before you eat or drink anything. I instruct my athletes to do this every Wednesday morning to ensure they are midway through their training week and have had a few hard training sessions by that point, as well as some road work to make sure they aren't holding onto excess water. Train at a higher intensity for shorter periods leading up to the fight. I outlined this in a previous chapter and what your last week of training will look like. We do this to allow you to consume fewer calories, empty your bowels, and burn excess fat. <clears throat> jacuzzi over sauna. If an athlete needs to sweat, I highly recommend a jacuzzi over a sauna if you can. This has to do with basic chemistry and biology. Your body will need sweat to cool itself off. If you're in a dry sauna, then your body will have a tendency to sweat and stop at some point because of multiple factors, but mostly because your body has done its job of sweating already. The humidity in a dry sauna, sauna is close to 0%. If you prolong this, your body catches on and will make it even harder to sweat. With the jacuzzi, the humidity surrounding your body is 100%. You're submerged in water. Not to mention that hot water wicks away sweat at an accelerated rate due to the humidity level. This allows your body to expel sweat at a significantly faster rate. Do not, don't use either to lose weight. These guidelines are just what I've had to resort to for myself throughout the years to make weight and learn through a lot of trial and error. Success meant feeling good during fight time. Error meant feeling like complete shit during my fight. Results of the fight usually reflected how I was feeling and believe me, I made a lot of errors. Drink a lot of water. I mentioned drinking a lot, at least a gallon of water while training. We typically ramp up water intake during the last week of training to help maintain and help manipulate our bodies to release excess water. I won't get into the science. There's a science behind it, but it works. A simple research of water loading will give you a ton of ideas. Please be careful. Do not use distilled water. Sit close to your fight weight. By close, I mean within 10 pounds. That's four and a half kilograms to help with this process. Healthy habits and proper training are key here to maintain this. The time method of weight cutting is a very old school method and it works. It involves sweatsuits, running, and starving. I really don't recommend it unless that's your only option. My friend Matt Lucas has a great book called On Fighting in Thailand that I recommend, which covers this process briefly. Really, I recommend the books in the diet and healthy habits chapter from this, as a healthy approach is always better over the long term. I'm sure you would agree with that as well, but sometimes you have to do what you have to do. It's part of competing in Muay Thai. Chapter 17, Mental Prep and Pre-Fight As you get into fight week, you may be feeling a few nerves throughout the week. Know that this is completely normal. Every fighter in existence goes through this from zero fights to 100 plus fights. More experienced fighters just get better at managing it over time. There are multiple things to consider for yourself. In this chapter, I will cover some concepts for you to keep in mind to help better wrap your head around preparing for your first Muay Thai fight. The first thing to remember is that your mind can play tricks on you. Think about how old you are. That's how long you've built up habits in your mental state that will come up. Feelings of self-doubt are completely normal and to be expected to happen at some point. If you figure you're 25 years old, for example, that's 25 years of your life where you've never had your first Muay Thai fight. Of course your mind is going to be telling you, what the hell are you about to do? Something that is important to remember during these moments is that you've prepared since day one to do this, since your first day of training. In reality, you've trained for a good chunk of time solely for a fight day. You figure three to eight weeks is probably the range you prepared for. Sometimes more, sometimes less. Remind yourself of this when you're getting fight week jitters. Remind yourself, I have prepared fully for this and it's okay if I'm nervous. I've gone my whole life without experiencing this. You can say this to yourself as a mantra. 
It really helps to say that out loud. The second thing to remember is that you might not get nervous at all, but know that it can hit people all at once or in waves, whether it be on the scale, driving to the fight event, when you see your opponent, seeing the ambulance at ringside, getting checked by the doctor, walking to the ring, or when the bell rings for the round to begin. When these moments hit, it's important to remind yourself, this is what I want to do, I train so hard for this, enjoy it. That affirmation is something you should be repeating in your head during your legs at the wall routine. This will help to instill a focused anchor into ourselves, as well as be more deeply relaxed doing the legs up the wall routine. It's important to draw that calmness you have at the end of your training or end of your day into that present moment. This is something I constantly remind our fighters of as they go throughout their day, and something my coaches that I've trained up to work very well with our fighters as well. This helps to instill focus and confidence into the fighter. The third thing to, to remember is that you will never feel prepared enough for your first fight. People always ask, when am I prepared enough? The first, part, the first fight is part of the learning process to learn how to better prepare yourself in the future. Trusting your instructor's confidence in you to be able to fight. If you are putting you in the fight, trust in the work, hard work you put in to prepare. It's a constant thing I see first-time fighters. There's usually some acting out like a baby, spazzing out after sparring because they're frustrated, crying, etc. After they calm the fuck down, I usually hear the words, I don't think I'm ready. <clears throat> usually my response is, I've been doing this for a long time, so trust me, you're ready. It's important that you know this about your instructor. If they're worth their weight, they will be straight up with you. I've seldom had fighters that I didn't feel were prepared after going through the competition preparations we have here in this book. I have a great memory of one of our champions' first fights. It was after the last sparring session, and I went to teach my next class. I heard crying by our boxing ring and went back to see who it was and what happened. It was our first time with Joanna about to fight next weekend. Her words, I didn't feel like I have any power. And she was literally 105 pounds soaking wet. She has the power of a 125-pound woman. I reassured her she's more than ready to fight in a tournament the following weekend. Guess what happened? First round TKO via punches. She went to the finals to fight a much more skilled, heavier opponent where she went to the distance the whole fight. Talk about confidence booster. She went on to win a national title as well as being ranked number one in her weight class in North America at the time as an amateur competing with IFMA competitors and high-ranked fighters. The fourth thing to remember is to enjoy the fucking experience. I see so many people get anxious and rush themselves into warm-up and the ring. It's important to remember how much time goes into fight preparations. Fight night is your time for you to enjoy the moment and take it all in. It will be over fast, so it's important not to rush things. When you get nervous, remind yourself how much this is something you want to be doing Now, how are you prepared for this. Be present and in the moment. Get your mind anchored back to when you were training and about to get ready for a bass sparring session where everything just clicked. The fifth thing to remember is that you should know how to win and know how to lose. What does this mean? It means that you may feel like you won sometimes, but the judges saw it another way. It's not the end of the world. Be a good sportsman. That's part of what makes Muay Thai special. When you win, smile. Be a good sportsman to your opponent no matter their attitude. No matter the circumstances, enjoy it. Be a good sport. As that will help you gain more fans down the road, which will be very important. The sixth thing to remember is that it's all about you for however long that fight is. Do your best to stay focused and present in the ring. If you're not a selfish person, this can be very hard. I highly suggest you practice being selfish during sparring rounds where you only focus on you. This is a big reason for competition prep sparring. You must focus on nothing but you. I've seen this throw a wrench in some bad fighters who had something going on in their minds, which leads me to the seventh thing to remember is that you can't hide shit from your instructors. When you're preparing for a competition, if you're nervous, share it with your instructor. They can coach you through it. Have some personal problems, share it with your instructor so they can get it off your chest and they know where your head is at. Constipate after weigh-in or diarrhea? You guessed it. Share that information with your instructor. They can advise 
from there and understand what's going on. I know it's a lot of personal stuff, but no one cares and it's probably nothing new to your instructor. If you hide this kind of stuff or don't share it with your instructor, chances are you will mentally fuck yourself up and your instructor can't help you because they won't know what's going on with you. The eighth thing to remember is that no matter what happens, your instructor is equally as invested as you are. They took just as much time to help you prepare and show up for the fight event. I say this because fights do drop out from an event last minute. I saw this happen with the fighter when my Thai instructor was training us. The fighter started cursing and saying how much of a waste of time this was for him and how he was and how he would never try to fight again. Please realize that this is the wrong kind of selfishness. You don't want that. Your instructor is equally as upset, even if they don't show it. It's a big sacrifice to their time and body as well, something they will never get back. The ninth thing to remember is that you need to pack some food and snacks. Don't eat anything you wouldn't normally eat. If you don't normally eat ice cream before sparring, don't cram ice cream down your throat after weigh-in. Simple, right? Save that crap for after your fight. I've seen fighters self-sabotage themselves. I've even seen inexperienced coaches encourage fighters to eat fettuccine Alfredo on same-day weigh-in with only a few hours between fights. What the fuck is what I said when I heard this. It's important to save new experiments for training and after your fight, not when you prepare so hard for so long for this moment to just screw it up by making a stupid mistake like that. The 10th thing to remember is that you will most likely get really tired. This is from your adrenaline dumps that happen throughout the event, leading up to your first Muay Thai fight, as well as during. This is why it's so important to anchor those moments of calm using the legs at the wall routine. While you're warming up, it should be light as if you were preparing to do some hard sparring. Maybe some pads with the instructor, stretching, and shadow boxing. You want to make sure you have all your required equipment. I usually just instruct our fighters to bring all their sparring gear just in case something is missing. If you find yourself getting anxious and you have a lot of time still, do the legs at the wall routine in the warm-up area. It's okay. Everyone else has their own way of doing this. This is how we do it. It's important to realize that many of the people around you might be trying to figure this shit out and didn't buy this book. You'll see some crazy stupid shit like people hitting themselves, jumping up and down, chugging energy drinks, etc. It's very important to stay as relaxed as possible as it's time for you to actually fight. Trust your instructors will help you prepare. Be ready when you need to be but also be self-aware of these things as well. If possible, I highly suggest getting to the ring you will be competing in before the event and do some light shadow boxing and visualize your movements and what it's going to be like inside the ring. This can help to further anchor yourself at that point in time. That way, when you get into the ring later, it's nothing new and you've been there already in your head mentally. You know what's going to happen and it'll just be time to execute. Chapter 18, Your First Muay Thai Fight If you do everything in this book, you will feel successful no matter the outcome. You were dedicated, disciplined, and you put in the time. Those three very important things we covered at the beginning of this book, not to mention your why. Your why is what you need to remind yourself when stepping into the ring. You anchored your why mentally using the legs of the wall routine and are able to recenter and make yourself present. So if you skip that step, you need to go back and go do it again. You have been in the zone, in that flow state during sparring, and tonight is your night to be there as well. Do your best to listen to your corner, stay focused, stay relaxed, and try not to think too much. Be present and trust in your training. If you trust in your training, you will just go and do what you're supposed to do. Of course, that is as long as you can stay focused and present. Control those adrenaline dumps, enjoy the post-fight celebration. Remember that things will happen that are out of your control. Let that shit go and keep doing what you do best. You're doing something that such a small percentage of people in the world will do, but you're ready to go. You've got this. Closing thoughts. This book has been a long time coming, and I hope you enjoyed the experience you're able to take with you into your first Muay Thai fight. It's a big uh, feat and a big step into the ring. 
I've seen past people who never stepped foot into the ring because they lack dedication, discipline, and time. So when you get there, be sure to celebrate all the hard work you've done to make this happen. Get back physically into your program as soon as possible, whether it be just to hang out with the team or getting back to training. It's your turn to get back to the program that helped you get to the ring. And if you aren't there, there's not much of a team after everyone fights. I see you all the time. See you at the tournaments. Be sure to tag us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Putu Muay Thai and use the hashtag preparing for your first Muay Thai fight for your post-fight picture. We will share it and give you a free shout-out on our social media channels. Stay happy, stay healthy. Jonathan Putu, founder, Putu Muay Thai. All right, that's going to be it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in today to the Putu Muay Thai podcast. If you enjoy the content, go leave a review over on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Give us a rating. It means the world to us. Also, if you want to be a guest on the Pu'u Muay Thai podcast, or if you just want to shout out to your friend, go check us out at podcast.pu'umuaythai.com. You can submit to be able to be a guest on the podcast. You can submit what you want to talk about. Also, if you want to just give a shout out, there's a button for that too. So what do you cop? 